0: Over the last few weeks, uh, beginning, beginning back in June, we, were, we, we took some time as a congregation st- to study through Paul's letter uh, to the Philippians, and I had a wonderful time doing that. I hope some of you who were able to be here I were, uh, I, I, I got as much out of that study as I got out of that study. Um, we're beginning next week a study in the Old Testament book, and it's going to be just for three or four weeks. Uh, the Old Testament book of, of Nehemiah. I encouraged some folks last week to, uh, to take a look at that book and to read through that. Um, I, I would encourage you again today, I, if you don't have a Bible, come and talk to me. I'll make sure that you can get a Bible uh, or take a Bible from the pew. Uh, you're very welcome to do that if you don't have a Bible at home. I, and find the book of Nehemiah. It's in the Old Testament. And uh, read that in preparation for our sermon series over the next few weeks. But today we're taking a little, a little uh, stand alone and we are going to read a short passage from 2 Corinthians and chapter 5, Paul's second letter to the Corinthians uh, chapter 5 and we begin at verse 16, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 16, Paul writes this to his friends, from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus and no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And all this from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that is in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation therefore we are ambassadors for Christ God making his appeal through us we implore you on behalf of Christ be reconciled to God For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are are here today celebrating new things. We've mentioned uh, Habitat for Humanity and the new relationship that we have with them. We we, we will have the opportunity to have the folks from Habitat in worship in the new year. uh, As they uh, uh, enter into the birdhouse and they begin that formal relationship, we'll have them in worship and we'll uh, pray with them and pray for them as they begin this more formal partnership with us today uh, we've acknowledged and recognized and prayed with and for the giving nest as we enter into this new relationship and it feels a wee bit transformative in in many ways and that's what's at the heart of this passage that we read today this passage from 2 Corinthians. It's a passage that's all about change. It's all about transformation. Not transformation in the sense that uh, we're uh, we're entering into a relationship with a preschool. That's not what the passage is talking about. But it's talking about the change, the transformation that God brings into our lives. Now, one of the things, when we think about change, It's always quite challenging, as Christians, as humans, change is something that we, in many ways, generally have quite a hard time with. We want things to change, but we don't want things to be different. I don't know how that works, but that tends to be often our philosophy. There's the old joke that's told, uh, how many Presbyterians does it take to change a light bulb? Change? What's change? (laughs) I think one of, the, one of the, the, the challenges that we have when we think about change and we think about transformation, there's a couple of challenges, but one of them, um, for, for those of us who have been raised in the church, there is a great old hymn that we sometimes sing. It's, a, it's an evening hymn, and it's a hymn that's often sung at memorial services, at funerals. It's a hymn entitled, Abide With Me. I don't know how many of you are familiar with that. It's in our hymn book. I don't remember the number, but you can find it later. Abide with me fast falls the eventide as darkness deepens, Lord, with me abide. And the hymn talks about God's constant presence and it talks about God's constancy. And there's a verse in the hymn that has a line that says this, change and decay, in all around I see, O thou who changest not, abide with me. Well, what do we do with that? Well, I don't think we consciously do anything with that, but I think subconsciously, some of us who are familiar with that hymn, we've taken that and, and, and come to the conclusion that change is not necessarily a good thing. Change is associated with decay. In that hymn. So any change, how can that possibly be good? We want things to be the same because God is the one who is unchangeable. O thou who changest not, abide with me. Well, that's not at all what that hymn is pointing towards. That change is bad and nothing should ever change. Well, certainly it's not what scripture is pointing to again and again throughout the pages of scripture both in the old and the new testament it talks about change it talks about transformation it talks about renewal it talks about being made new and being brought into a fresh relationship with one another through a fresh relationship with god in jesus christ there are three things about this passage That i would like to highlight today and 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 i'm going to again i i I do this often because sometimes i don't get all the way through i'm going to give you the points and i'd like you to to meditate on these points as we as we go forward um i'm actually going to begin there's one verse that i want us to look at It's verse 17. second corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 it says this therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creation the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Or behold, as it's probably better translated, all things are made new. I want us to think about this verse. And I want to start at the end of this verse and, and work back towards the beginning. So at the end of the, the verse, we find that there's a, there's a few concepts. There's the concept of, of uh, renewal, and then we find, working backwards, the concept of recreation. And then at the beginning, although it's not specifically said, there's a sense in which there is renaming. So, renewal, recreation, and renaming. And these are three things I want us to meditate on briefly, if I can do anything brief this morning. The first idea is, is renewal. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, all things are made new. As much as change is difficult, and as much as we so often resist change, we do know that change is necessary. We do know that change is something that that we face in our lives every day. Uh, 40 years ago, I looked like that. That's my son. Now I look like this. And in another 40 years, I'll probably be in a hole in the ground somewhere. <laughs> change is something that happens constantly in our lives, and it's something that we do need to embrace. Now, here's the issue. Very often we think that change is something that we must do ourselves. We've got to renew ourselves. If we, if we see something that's not right in our lives, and, and I think most of us are honest enough to admit that we're not perfect some of us may be pretty close to perfect, but most of us, as close as we are, we're really quite a distance from perfection itself. So we, I think, have a mindset whereby I've got to do whatever I can do to make myself perfect. And in that concept is this idea of a change and transformation and making myself right with God. That's the goal for many of us. However we might frame that, it's to be in a right relationship with with God. But it's about something that we do, something that I have to do. Pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and make ourselves right. Reconcile is another word that's used in this passage. Reconcile ourselves to God and make that right. Well, here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. It's not just about renewal. But it's also about the second word that I mentioned, recreation. Now think about creation. Uh, in, the, in the biblical understanding of creation, God created out of nothing. It was God's hand. It was God's work. It was something that God did. The pieces of creation had nothing at all to do with their own coming into being. That was in God's hands. Think about your own creation, how you came into being specifically as an individual. Did you have anything at all to do with your parents coming together and your life being formed inside your mother? Not one of you, not one of us had anything at all to do with our creation. And I think in the same way, there's a sense in which we do not have much of anything really to do with our own re- Creation. That is a work that God does. Listen again to what this text says. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, all things are made new. That's passive. That's passive. Being made new is not something that I do, but it's something that God does in me. My recreation. Is in the hands of God It's the work of God He brings about that transformation He moulds me He makes me Into the person that he desires me to be He moulds us Into the community That he desires us to be And sends us out into the world To be the body, to be the people That he desires us to be And also to be a transformative force in the world for the sake of Jesus Christ so that's renewal but more specifically recreation and then there was a third word that I use it's not in this passage but the concept I think is clear it says therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation. This is a, a conditional clause, isn't it? If something, then something else. In order for one thing to happen, there's a precondition that has to take place. If we are to be a new creation, it has, before that can happen, we have to be in Christ. Now, one of the things that, that, um, that the Bible talks about, uh, Paul talks about this in a number of his letters, uh, primarily in Romans uh, and, and also in the letter to the Ephesians as well. There's a concept that's used. It's a concept of adoption. I'm using the word renaming here, primarily because it's an R word, and I'm on R's today, um, but also because this idea of renaming frames this idea of being in christ under the idea of being adopted we are brought from one relationship into another relationship we're transformed from being in one type of relationship into a completely different type of relationship one of uh, callum's friends uh, 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 is a, 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 a young, a, a nine year old boy. Um, his mother and her husband, they've been together for, I don't know, six or seven years. Um, her husband is not the father of Callum's friend. But this young boy has only known this man as his father for all these years. On Friday, his mum and dad, his mum and his mum's husband went to the courthouse. They had gone through a process and on Friday they stood before the judge and formally this man adopted this young boy as his son. This young boy went from having someone who he didn't know as his father to having this man, whom he has known all his life, to formally being his father, he can take his father's name. He can now call this man formally father. He's entered from one type of relationship into another. Now, in the ancient world, uh, particularly in the Roman world, there was a a very a, 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 um, a formal um, I, uh, the, the word's not coming to me symbolic process that's the word symbolic process that people went through in order for someone to be adopted the the person who was being adopted and the one who was doing the adoption uh would would go before some type of magistrate and there would be an exchange that would take place The new father, it was a very patriarchal society, the new father would make a financial exchange and would give money for the child, that that child could become theirs. The child came into their possession, but then instantly everything was switched back over again. A second time, the money and the child changed hands. A second time, it switched back again on the third occasion the money was handed over a price was paid for that child when that price was paid that third time, that final time everything was sealed that child became the son of that father and all that that meant the child was given a brand new name, first name and last name In many ways they ceased to be the person that they once were technically had they desired to do so they could have married their sister because they were no longer the person that they had been those blood ties those family ties they had ceased they were entirely new they were renewed they became a a recreation and they were given a brand new name. When Paul talks about this concept of adoption, he is talking very clearly about our relationship with God in Jesus Christ. We go from, uh, from, from being under the, the headship and under the leadership of this world, of the way of this world, and we go from that to being under the headship and under the authority. And in Christ, and in him we are given a brand new name. A brand new way of being. We are no longer who we were. We are made new. The question for you is, where are you with all of that? If anyone is in Christ, that one becomes a new creation. The old is gone, behold all things are made new and that's the question before all of us today are you in Christ have you been given that new name have you been recreated and renewed do you know truly what it means to call God Father and be reconciled to him In Jesus Christ. It's my prayer that when you leave this building, you may know who you are. And who you are, may that be different from who you have been. And may you go from here in Christ and all that that means with all his joys with all his grace and with all his benefits. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old has gone. We are made new. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.